Hello, welcome to episode 36 of the We're All Screwed Up and That's Okay podcast with me, Dawn Walton. Today, I want to talk about how we're all made up of different parts. How there is no one version of you. We all judge ourselves constantly based on how we react in different situations. And most of this is based on who we think we should be. Like there's this some perfect version of you that you're aspiring to be. But there's no perfect version of you. That would be kind of freaky anyway. That would be imperfect in itself to be perfect, right? <laughs> it would be something very wrong. So there's no one version of you. There's lots of different versions of you. And each version has its own strengths and its own insecurities. There's a version of you when you're at work where you might do things that you would never do if you were on your own. There's a version of you that's with your friends. If you have kids, there's a version of you that's a parent that's very different from the version of you that isn't. In the UK, we're not big fans of complaining. Well, we like to complain, but not to the person that can do something about it. So if you go into a restaurant and there's something wrong with your food, you're less likely to say something about it. But if you're with your child and there's something wrong with their food, you're more likely to say something about it. So we have behaviours that are typical of the part that is dominating. And that's fine. That, that's how we get on by. But in our head, the little narrative that goes on is always criticising the current parts for not behaving in the way we want to. But this is normal. This is how we all operate. We all operate in different modes at different times. We adapt to our circumstances and it allows us to survive and be very effective. The interesting thing to think about is what happens when you have a childhood that is not great. And that can come in lots of different forms. I kind of hesitate to use the word abusive childhood because I think most people go to a certain definition. We have a certain expectation of what that's like. We regard for it to have been an abusive childhood that there will be some sort of very direct and obvious abuse, violence, severe neglect, sexual abuse, something that is very severe. But actually, an abusive childhood is essentially one where you weren't nurtured, you weren't safe, you weren't loved at some level, where you had to adapt to survive where you weren't allowed the freedom to be yourself because it wasn't safe to be yourself. Now think about what you learn when you're growing up and how you learn it. We've talked in previous podcasts about the limited brain development that we have. The fact that our brains aren't fully developed until our mid-twenties. Which means that we're incapable of learning complex things. We're incapable of making our own decisions about what things really mean. We have to do it from an instinctive basis, from a survival basis. So we learn to survive. We learn to adapt and we learn to survive. And in that process, we gain different versions of ourselves. And when our childhood is less than ideal, what happens is we 
at some point, go out on our own, become adults. And what's more common at that point is that the child version of you gets put to one side. It no longer serves a purpose. It no longer has anything that that can serve you in your adult life. You try and just walk away from that, try and get on with your life, try and be whoever you want to be. But these parts, these parts that we have, they all feel they have a really important job to do. They're very protective parts. And so they can't be ignored. So they will pop up. <laughs> They'll just pop up. It's like, you know, what is it that kind of floaters in the... <laughs> I might take that the wrong way. You know, in the swimming pool, you have floats. That's it. That's the right word. You know, if you push them down and then you kind of... It takes a load of effort, right? You've got to stand on them or push them down. It used to be quite good fun to try and pretend you were surfing by pushing the floats down underneath the water and trying to stand on them. But eventually, you know, the balance would go off and they'd pop up and sometimes whack you in the face. <laughs> Right? This is what happens with the parts. This is what happens with the child parts. So what's really important is that we don't try and deny that these parts exist because the best way for us to feel integrated, to be able to get on with your life, is to be aware that those parts exist. I've talked before about how to deal with triggers. I've talked about awareness and acceptance being too key things awareness acceptance and action the three eights they apply to everything that we do so the first step is asking yourself which part is this which part is this that's talking because the challenges that you have in your day-to-day -day life are unlikely to be caused by the adult version of you they're more likely to be caused by one of those parts taking over and it's most likely that one of those parts will come from a younger version of you a younger version of you that wasn't heard wasn't nurtured wasn't safe wasn't acknowledged and is now trying to survive it's matched this current situation to something that it needs to survive and you you stop being yourself and you react in a way that you don't recognize and then you come back to being yourself and now you beat yourself up for the stuff that you did when you weren't yourself <laughs> it's just parts it's normal when i work with kids i work with kids a lot at the moment a lot of kids have problems going to school they have a anxiety about going to school but it's not your kid that's anxious it's a part of them that thinks there's a risk and you'll know this because their brain switches off, they go into this state, they'll be sick, they'll be freaking out, they'll be unable to do any of the things that you've asked them to do or you know, a, um, a professional has asked them to do and the, everybody's bending over backwards to try and help them and then still in that moment, they freak out, they can't do it. And then when the, the risk has passed, when it's kind of, okay, right, you're staying at home today and they get their brain back, now they feel terrible. They feel terrible because everybody's been affected by this, including them. And you have these discussions and conversations. What can we do next time? It's fine. How do we make this work for you? And that makes them feel worse because at the end of the day, they don't know why they did it. Because their brain was switched off and it was a part of them. So I want you to think about the different parts you know, for the last few months, I've been on one of these 
journeys again, these mega journeys where I've been trying to understand things. And actually, parts work has been the basis of it. And, and in many ways, I've quite often felt quite uncomfortable because there's such distinct parts. So we've, we started off identifying that there's this part called Little Dawn. I didn't know Little Dawn existed, which is kind of crazy, right? Because of everything that had happened. I had no idea that this Little Dawn version of me was taking over so much. And because I just, from when I was 18, just cut all of those child versions of me off and stuck them in the corner and pretended they never existed. But they kept taking over. In interactions with my child, they keep taking over. We discovered a few weeks ago that there's this teenage dawn, which is, you know, really challenging because that version of me understood things better than the this younger version of me, had more maturity, but actually was in the worst place I've ever been in my life. So when teenage dawn shows up, gosh, I'm miserable. <laughs> you know, I'm not resourced. I'm not capable of dealing with anything. But that part takes us over and tries to protect me. I'm in a terrible state. And unfortunately, that part takes over quite a lot. I hadn't realized quite how much it was there. Unfortunately, that part is being very much triggered by my child being a teenager. <laughs> you know, so I'm, it's really hard for me to stay as parent or adults in my interactions. There's a thing called um, transactional analysis, where it talks about um, child, adult, parent states. And, and the problem in life is where we're in the wrong state at the wrong time. You know, you go into child mode when you're interacting with your child, where you really need to stay in parents, or you go into parent mode when you need to be adults or, or whatever, you know. So, so it, parts is really fundamental to what we do. And, and acknowledging the parts, the parts are not bad. So all behavior serves a purpose and all behavior has a positive intent. These are two really important things to remember. Each part is trying to do something that it feels is very important and it's doing it to protect you. It's a positive intent. Even if you find yourself doing an addictive behavior, you know, drinking too much or eating too much or binge eating, something that you feel is, how can that possibly be good? But if the pain is too much, the emotional pain is too much and you have no escape, a part will protect you from feeling that by doing something that it thinks will work. And in the moment it'll work, but afterwards when the other part of you takes over, you're just like, oh man, why did I do that? So I realized over the last few months, I have a little dawn. And I saw this picture of this little dawn. I'm a very visual person, so... So for me, it helps to think of that person, that age. So think of your own inner child. Think of the, the child version of you. Think of the situations that that child shows up in. When does that child show up? What, what difficulties does it cause you? And if you were to give it an age, what age would you say that child was? So I had multiple versions multiple parts showing up and then I had this little dawn and then my cousin had explained that the picture that I saw little dawn in a little pink dress she dressed me that day the look I was giving my brother was saying come on Martin you know it's okay because he he had kind of anxieties and things like that and she showed me this picture of this lovable fun cheeky little girl 
that was nurtured and loved and adored. That she nurtured and loved and adored. And that little dawn went from that situation into a situation where my mother had left, for whatever circumstances, we don't know, when I was around four years old. And I was left in an opposite environment. I was left with a stepmother who was violent and had rages, not hitting because of punishment, but just hitting because she'd lose it. And you know, if you've ever been in that situation, that shaky ground that you're on where you you don't know what's going to trigger them. I didn't know what was going to make her mad at me. I tried really hard. I, I tried everything I could to not do anything that was wrong, but there were no rules. <laughs> you couldn't do that. So little Dawn learned to survive by watching really closely, right? And, and you know, you'll know this if you've had an unstable adult in your childhood, you get good at watching. Watching to make sure that they don't lose it, that you don't do anything to trigger them. But here's the, here's the kind of crazy thing about this. It doesn't work, right? If it actually worked that you could do that, you'd never have got hit. You'd never have got shouted at. You'd never have got emotionally abused. None of those things would be true. So it doesn't work to watch. But you believe that it's a, it's a survival strategy to go internal, to to just deal. So whenever in my adult life I was in a situation where I felt that somebody is going to react badly to me, somebody is going to shout at me, somebody's going to get upset at me, somebody's going to get annoyed at me, my actions are going to cause some sort of problem, I little Dawn will show up. They shut down. What I call possum. Play dead. <laughs> you know? Just ride it out. So little Dawn would show up in all those situations. And would continue to show up if I didn't actually acknowledge and help her, help that part realize that it was nothing to do with me. That actually, that was a really crappy situation. And it was right to be scared. It was okay to be scared. Of course you'd be scared. But it wasn't my fault. There was nothing I could do about it. There wasn't anything wrong with me. It was just that situation. And in order for that part of me to feel safe, that needed acknowledging. Not kind of like, oh, God, something wrong with you, that all these people did these things. The parts are what causes the problems. But all behavior serves a purpose, and all behavior has a positive intent. So when a part shows up, when you lose yourself, when you change your pattern of behavior, and it's outside of your control, there is a reason for it, and it's a protective reason. It's a version of you from some time in the past that hasn't dealt with the stuff that they had to go through because they weren't resourced enough. Six-year-old version of me didn't know what this version of me knows, didn't know how to deal with that stuff. So awareness, be aware that it's not you. It's a part of you. Accept that that situation was not good, right? It was not a good situation and that you as a child were unable to deal with that and you did the best you could, which is why actually you're here sitting listening to me doing this now, right? Your survival skills. This is, the, this is the frustrating thing for me because we focus so much on what was wrong with us, what we didn't do, 
what bad things happened, how we're not coping, that we totally lose the fact that we're fighting, that we've kept going, that we're able to overcome anything, that we do have times where we're resourced because you wouldn't be aware of the change of state if there wasn't that positive state and that protective state. Don't lose sight of the fact that no matter what you went through, no matter what your experiences, you are here now listening to this. And that is because there's a part of you, there it goes again, there's a part of you that believes in yourself, that is fighting for yourself, that knows there is something more out there. And so when you're working with these parts, yes, you're aware of the younger version of you, the situation they were in, the limitations they had to understand it and the best that they did to survive. You accept what happened and how hard it was. No matter what anybody else says, no matter what you say about yourself, you should have, you could have, if only you had. doesn't matter. Just accept it. Just say it was. This is what happened. This was hard. And recognize that you're still here now and that some part of you has been fighting for you all along. There is some part of me that all through my life has spoken out. My words have made no difference. I have spoken out in so many different ways, including to police, and it never made a difference. You'd think that would stop me speaking, but it never did. I just kept talking. <laughs> That's why you hear so much from me. I kept talking because there's a part of me that goes, no, this is not okay. This is not right. So parts, these parts, all behavior serves a purpose. All behavior has a positive intent. Which part of you is here right now? So while I'm talking, I will be triggering parts of you. You'll be thinking about your own experiences. You'll be thinking about your own situation. You'll be thinking about times where you reacted in a way that you really didn't like yourself for. That's not you. It's part of you. How old is that part of you? What are they scared of? What's the purpose? What's the intent when that part takes over? What's the intent of that? So I've just, like day before yesterday, <laughs> like honestly, these journeys, they're just mental. <laughs> the day before yesterday, I had got to a point with working through some stuff. I'd have... I've actually had a really rubbish couple of weeks. That's why last week's podcast was just reading from my book because I haven't had the brain capacity to do anything. I've had a really, really difficult couple of weeks. And the reason it's been really difficult is because the teenage part of me was triggered by a photograph. Um, hadn't realized that that part existed so strongly. Looked at this photograph. It was like seeing teenage me. It represented everything. And actually... There's been very little adult me because teenage me took over. And teenage me was very unhappy. Could only ever think about dying. And that was just every, it just consumed every minute of my day, which was how am I going to kill myself? So as you can imagine, it was a little challenging when teenage me appeared. And, and there are parallels in my life. My, my husband is, is not well and he, I'm his carer. And um, my mother was not well. I was her carer. So, so there are parallels in my present life to the life that the teenage me was living. 
And so it was quite hard to separate the two. So I had a really, I was very down. Everything felt pointless. Managed to kind of get out of that. But then um, on the next level, everything was just like, you know, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. And there's there's nothing ever going to change. So I kind of, I fell into a hole. And, um, and I managed to get out of the hole because, you know, I always do. And... And then I, I think that just lined up things for a shift. So a couple of days ago, I was just like, uh, this little dawn. What I went through from the ages of four till about nine was cruel, was unfair. And it was just horrific, really. I was scared all the time. I was, I could be hit. I could be shouted at. Um, everything was unsafe and, and I just lived in fear and I learned to adapt, but it sucked. <laughs> oh, it's not nice living in fear. And I'd gone from loving and nurturing to this just sudden change in environment, which was, was unfamiliar and, and just scary. And it felt incredibly lonely. And I've never really lost that. I've, I've struggled with feeling incredibly alone in my struggles and that fear I don't think had, had gone anywhere. But up until recently, I just hated that version of me because it just was like all the other versions where all the other stuff had happened. There was, there was something wrong with that version. So uh, other people had like, well, that was awful. I'm like, yeah, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was just stuff. It was just getting hit. And actually, a couple of days back, I was like, uh, yeah, that was really bad, actually. That was really hard. And I'm still living with the consequences of it now. And in, in recognising, so in acknowledging that that was really bad, and remembering not the technicalities of it, of what actually happened, but how that younger version of me felt, I was able to accept how scary it was, how hard it was. And I was able to recognize the techniques and the strategies that I developed to survive. And I was able to recognize that I'm not that little kid anymore. I am safe. I'm fine. And those strategies have done me well. And for the first time ever, I actually felt compassion towards that younger version of me and felt like if I could go back as an adult me, I would stand and I would protect her. I would stop those things happening. And, and that has never been on my radar before. It wasn't my fault. There wasn't anything wrong with me. I was just really unlucky. And I did the best I could to survive that. And that part now doesn't have to keep turning up to go, hey, listen to me. Because I'm not denying it, I'm accepting it. It doesn't have to, that little version of me has been showing up in every single situation that was anywhere near remote. Someone raising their voice, going into conflict with somebody, anything like that, because that little version with me was like, whoa, this is just like this. This was horrible. And now I'm like, yeah, it was. It was horrible. And you're okay. And you were okay. And you got through it. So that little version of me doesn't need to show up so much anymore. 
this is a new change. I have no idea where this leads. So, so, um, so let's think about you for a moment. Let's think about your situation, which you'll have been doing while I'm talking because you can't help it, right? So let's think about your situation. Let's think about the part of you that shows up, that keeps showing up, that is that protective part. Just think about that part for a moment. If you think about that part of you, if that part of you lives somewhere in your body, where do you think that part would live? I think my little lawn is in my gut, right? Sometimes it's in your head, sometimes it's in your heart, sometimes it could be the whole of you, don't really matter. If that part was somewhere, just imagine where that part would be. And really zoom in on that part and kind of even give it a name. Mine was called Little Dawn, but, you know, sometimes it's called Bob or Jill or whatever. It doesn't really matter. So thinking about this little part, all behavior serves a purpose and all behavior has a positive intent. I want you to really zoom on that part and go, if this part was protecting you from something, what would it be protecting you from? What's the intent of this part? What's it working so hard to protect you from? Now, sometimes that can be a bit tricky. So sometimes it helps to go, right, okay, if this part wasn't there, if I didn't have this part at all, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the biggest risk? Think about that part, not you, that part of you, where it is in your body and what it's trying to protect you from. Now, when you got there, I want you to bounce back through your memories. I want you to keep going back to the earliest time where you remember that part actually being there. What age were you when that part first showed up? Think about that moment where that part first showed up. And as an adult, as an adult you, as a resource person who's perfectly fine, who's perfectly safe, how do you show that part that you're not that kid anymore? How do you make that part feel safe? You could wrap it in a blanket or an invisibility cloak. You could give it a hug. You could tell it something about the person or the situation. You could even just make it a bit silly. You could blur it. Not the part, the thing that it's looking at. You could blur it. You could um, zoom in or zoom out so you can't make out the detail. You can change a person's voice so it's Donald Duck or like they've breathed in a helium balloon or something else just silly. Because you see, you're not that version of you anymore. And here's the thing. If all behavior serves a purpose and all behavior has a positive intent, then every time that part takes you back to that memory, it's causing you harm. It is not allowing you to be okay. It is making you hurt more by reminding you of something that, A, probably wasn't true at the time because you would have had a limited understanding. It wasn't about you. And B, you're not there anymore. You're here. So this part is hurting you when it thinks it's protecting you. And if all behavior has a positive intent, even just knowing that means the part can no longer continue to behave in that way because it has a positive intent but we need to acknowledge we need to thank that part because it's worked really hard 
There is nothing wrong with it. It is not evil. It is not bad. It is just tried really hard. We need to thank it and acknowledge. This is where we acknowledge and accept. Yes, I can see why you're protecting me. Yes, that was really hard. However, I'm not there anymore. You don't need me. You don't need to be there. You don't need to protect me now. I'm fine. And if you keep trying to protect me, you're just hurting me. And you're not recognising that I'm fine. You're getting in the way. I'm okay. I'm okay right now. I wasn't then, but I am now. That's all you need to do. Bring the part back. Come back to now. Bring the part back with you. It's not that we're trying to get rid of it. We're just trying to get it to change a bit. Change its behaviour. Not be a little... Not be so overzealous, you know? Support you. Not switch your brain off and take over. Because you have done amazingly well. You're here. You're fine. You'll always be fine. Parts are powerful. There's more than one version of you. This is just one part we've talked about here. There's loads of different parts, and that's fine. That's what gets us through stuff. It's important to have these parts. And you can't change it, even if it wasn't. <laughs> so next time you're struggling, be aware of which part of me is this that's taken over now? How old are they? What are they scared of? Have that awareness of what's going on. Accept that it was true. Doesn't matter. You don't need to reframe it or look at it differently. It was true at that moment in time, but you're not there now. So recognize you are not that person right now. Bring yourself back into the moment. It's amazing the changes, the scale of change that's possible. It's also amazing the scale of limiting on our life that is done by these parts that are trying so hard to protect us. Hopefully this has been useful. I will speak to you all again soon.